This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministry International. And I want to welcome you to the Warning Program. Wherever you're watching or listening, welcome. I'm also the president of Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. And see what it's all about. We need your help. We've got to have a great awakening. Pentecost, once again, must come down, fall on the believer's life so they can move with power and authority. Uh, Because the church right now, most of the church is not moving with the power of God. I have as my special guest, Nathan Gobb. Nathan, welcome to the Warning Program. Good morning. And I should call you now Pastor Nathan Gobb. Yes. Well, that's a new thing for me. And why don't you tell us where you're you're, uh, the uh, assistant pastor of? Well, I am one of the assistant pastors at um, Bullhead City, Arizona, at a church called Praise Chapel. Okay. Very good. Now, uh, Nathan Gobb, the son of Ken Gobb. Ken Gobb is now with the Lord. Ken Gobb was uh, such a close friend of mine over 20 years. We served on various boards. Uh, oh, at that time, uh, I've probably known him 25 years or more. And uh, I've been to his house. He's been to my house. In fact, he was at my house every single year. Spoke at my staff service every single year. And so, I mean, I loved Ken so very much. And uh, if you've been watching, listening to this warning program for any length of time, Ken's been on this program year after year after year. As some of you know, we've covered it. You know, he was uh, went on to be with the Lord primarily because there was a person uh, ran a stop sign at a high rate of speed or uh, and and hit the car, and uh, Nathan, his wife, and Ken were severely injured. And Ken finally uh, went on to be with the Lord because of those injuries primarily. Uh, I don't know, Nathan, if you want to tell a little bit of that story and the testimony, uh, and then we'll we'll see exactly again what you're doing in uh, the church you're pastoring now. Okay. We were, we were in an accident where a man ran a stop sign. Uh, he wasn't an evil man. He made a mistake. He had his kids in the car. They were okay. He was okay. They were in a Suburban. My wife and myself and my father were in a Buick. And when a Suburban hits a Buick, a Suburban wins. And so our injuries were very severe. If you saw pictures of the car, you'd be amazed that any of us lived through it. They hauled away the car in pieces. And uh, he was doing 70 when he hit us. Hit us right in the front corner doing 70. So... We went through it. We don't have any bad feelings towards this man. He made a mistake. People make mistakes. Wow. And we had to just forgive him and go forward. You know, I used we to could not let it dominate our lives. Well, that's that's the important thing, ladies and gentlemen. If you let things like this uh like 
in Nathan's word, dominate your life, control you, where you're filled with unforgiveness and things like that, then the Holy Spirit cannot flow through you. Not only that, then you're subjected yourself to demonic attack. You're subjected, again, to allowing your emotions to control you. And, and this is not what God wants for you. He wants you to live a life of, of victory, uh, moving what faith is all about, actually appropriating the Word of God, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, forgive so you can be forgiven. And so uh, this is what the Lord exactly. wants. So uh, what Nathan is doing is is very, very important. You know, Nathan, uh, uh, you know that your father and I were good friends. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, I'll tell you, I used to advertise him every time he came through here and every time I had him on television or radio as an international comedian evangelist. Because let me tell you, your dad could make somebody laugh. Well, I will tell you this. In in some ways, I have followed in a little of those footsteps. Uh, I have my first comedy album coming out in the spring. Wow. Well, very good. So anyway, uh, let's transition. It was a long process for you, but you are now fully recovered. Your injuries, like I said, do you want to mention uh, the type of injuries you had? Well, my wife was in the hospital for, I believe it was seven surgeries. And um, she still walks with a little bit of a limp, but she's getting better. Um, I was in for three surgeries and have almost recovered. In fact, I am now riding bikes again. I got a three-wheeled bike with an electric front wheel, so if I get too tired, I can turn it on and get home. Well, that's the way to go. Now, And we are doing great. This pastor asked us to come down and be part of his ministry, and we've known him for 30 or maybe 40 years. And uh, he's got a, a church in a nothing town. It's a little tiny town on the Nevada border. It's right where Nevada, California, and Arizona come together. Wow. And we... Um, the church is, or the town is odd. It's a town of about 30,000 people. But in the border of Nevada side, there is about 12 gigantic casinos. So any night of the week, there's at least 75 to 100,000 people in the casino hotels. They're my, not part of the town. My goodness. And... Um, in that environment, it's a hard place to build a church because when people come to Jesus, their only real jobs here are the casino. So in time, everybody we lead to the Lord wants to leave town and go somewhere else. And we're part of a fellowship of churches all over the Southwest, and we've put literally thousands of people in other churches because once they're starting to walk with the Lord, they don't want to walk, work in casinos. We have a few employees of the casinos in the church still, and eventually they outgrow that and move on. So you're, you're basically extending the kingdom of God, the bride of Christ. You're building the church without walls uh, even more than your local church. Absolutely. Absolutely. This pastor here, when he invited me to come down here, 
I was immediately just felt it was the Lord to do. And we're here. Doris is working in their praise and worship ministry. She's also working in their food bank, and I'm working in the church. Wow. And so um, what is the name of the church again? Praise Chapel. And the goal of the church. I mean, uh, each church could have a their own vision and, and purpose that if they really hear from God, what he wants them to accomplish. In, in, their, in this organization, all of the churches have a similar goal. It's about a 25-year-old, 30-year-old at the most denomination. And their belief is very much like the Assemblies of God or the Foursquare. They're just pure Bible. But at the same time, their focus is if people aren't getting saved, we're not doing our job. Well... Basically, that is the truth. If people are not getting saved, what are we doing in the community? Exactly. Now, what we're doing in the community, and it's part of the way that people are getting saved. Uh, right now, I'm looking. I'm in my motorhome right now, and I'm looking out the window. The church is about seventy-five yards away, and we have a food bank there that opens. In about noon today, okay. I was looking at the clock, and there's already close to probably 700 people in line at the food bank. Wow. And that's a daily event. It's open every day, all the weekdays. Wow. We feed thousands of people a week. Tell you what, Jesus uh, fed the poor. Yep. Pastor believes that feeding the poor is actually, if we're supposed to be trying to be like Jesus, then feeding the poor is part of that model. I believe that. I believe. And Go ahead. The other direction from my motor coach here, we have a halfway house, and there's a lot of men in it that are just stranded in their lives. They're either without any money and homeless or there are people coming out of rehab we've had people in there coming directly out of prison that needed a place to go and they they live here and while they live here in order to help them get back on their feet they need to get some job skills so we have them working in the food bank and they do what they do there and develop job skills that can then take them on into a regular job. Well, that's tremendous, Nathan. So your um, ministry yourself now, you, you shared your wife, but uh, what do you do there? I am, I'm new here. I'm the fifth pastor on the staff. Sounds like a lot of pastors, but it isn't because we have Sunday morning service, Sunday evening service, two services on Monday night, one on Tuesday night, Wednesday night service, Thursday night is a youth service, Friday night we have children's events, and Saturday night we have, um, we show movies in the sanctuary. I think tomorrow they're showing the, one of the movies, uh, prayer, the one about the prayer room thing. That's um, Friday or Saturday night? We do that Saturday night. Saturday night is movie night. Yep. And we have popcorn in the sanctuary. 
Well, all we have the- a lot of people in the church who are very new Christians, and they they know that if they don't surround themselves with the Lord, they'll go out and party. They're still new, so the church keeps everybody in the church busy every day of the week. Well, that's good, and you're. Like your evening services, uh, how are they geared? What what what's it like? Sunday morning is always about salvation because we have a lot of visitors on Sunday morning. This church makes a lot of noise because we give people food, and so they come out to check our church out. And uh, Sunday mornings, we don't have a Sunday morning happen that we don't have at least five or ten people come forward to accept Jesus. Sunday night is Bible teaching, more in-depth for the believers. And then we have new believers classes, two of them on Monday. We have more advanced believers on Tuesday. Wednesday night is just a a general service. Right now, our pastor is teaching about the shortness of time that we may have left because the end times are approaching us fast. And uh, it's just, it's a church that doesn't leave anybody time to get bored because you have a lot of new Christians. And it's really easy to slide back to your old life if you're not surrounded with the family here. So Monday and Tuesday you have classes. Do you do you have a service too or not? Well, the classes are kind of halfway class, halfway service. So you have worship. <laughs> they, blur, they blur it. So you have worship going on too. Oh yeah. Okay, very good. You believe in the full gospel, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah, they're they're amazing here. We have seen people healed. We have seen demonic possession reveal itself. We have seen and people freed from that. We've seen the real move of the Holy Spirit in every single way. Well, that's very important. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations, worldministries.org. That's worldministries.org. See what we're all about and see what Eagles Saving Nations is all about. It's talking about the need to get back to the Holy Spirit, to Pentecost. Uh, so much of the church is trying to do it in their own efforts, their own merit, and they're failing. Uh, you know, Ken, uh, you and I backgrounds on Assembly of God when uh, the Assemblies of God were basically built on Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But many of them right now are no better than a dead Lutheran church. Uh, if you have the demonic, they don't even recognize it. They send you to counseling because the pastor doesn't know how to cast out a demon or even discern one. Ken? That's the true fact. And one of the things that we've seen... Um, here is we see the real move of the Holy Spirit in virtually every service. Well, that is so, so very important. We are in, as you said, I believe, if we want to use that uh, phrase, the last days uh, before the Lord returns, I mean, out of nowhere, Hamas invades, invades 
Israel through Gaza. Uh, incredibly, since they have such a tight spy network and uh, incredibly, I think it's hard to believe they got away with that and in, in that invasion, and yet over 1,400 Jews uh, initially, civilians killed, uh, women raped, 200 and some hostages, uh, babies beheaded, and now uh, uh, Israel declared war, and Israel is ready to uh, invade. They're, they will not go along with a ceasefire. They're going to take Hamas out. Uh, your, your thoughts, Nathan? Yeah, it's it's um, extremely unbelievable to me that we have American people protesting the violence of Israel in a time when Israel has done nothing but self-defense. And now their attack on the, the Hamas is not an attack against them it's part of a self-defense move of survival of israel well hamas hamas does not represent the people that live in the gaza uh it doesn't represent them uh hamas uses these people as human shields hamas brings in annually a billion dollars doesn't go to the people It goes to the pockets of the corrupt leaders. So Hamas is an enemy of the people itself. And the people themselves would love Hamas to be overthrown. And so Hamas, again, uses their own people as human shields. And uh, they've been nothing but a persecutor against, again, their own people living there in the Gaza. So we would be doing the people a favor by removing Hamas. Nathan, a very a very close friend of mine who teaches at a Bible school. There's only one Bible school in Israel, and he's one of the the deans of men's studies there, and he is the dean of Old Testament studies there. And in the initial attack, he was killed by Hamas. Yeah, I I've been in those war zone areas, all of them. Um, I've been to uh, Ashkelon many times. I've been to uh, Starot probably 12 times. I've been to the kibbutz that was massacred. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a friend there, Shai Hermers, the president of the Jewish uh, World Jewish Council, as well as other areas of office he held in the Knesset in his career. I've been to his home several times. He took me all the way through the kibbutz, and we filmed it. I interviewed him on television, and uh, I haven't heard from him. I know his son was kidnapped. And so, uh, we, you know, if you know any people in Israel, uh, you possibly, all of us, have been affected by people we know either killed or uh, we can't find them. We don't know where they are or they're kidnapped. Nathan? And all we can do right now is pray. The other thing I want to recommend and really ask everybody to pray for, in that whole West Bank there is the majority of the Christian people in Israel. The West Bank is about 30% solid Christian Arab people. And we need to really lift them up because their persecution under Hamas is pretty high also. Yeah, the Christians, uh, you know, you had one time there was 98% Christian in Bethlehem. Now there's 2% because of these uh, fanatical Muslims that have uh, driven them out or they've been killed. They've been killed.
They have been killed by the hundreds and hundreds of people. What's the most? And, um, Go ahead. I was in a church in Bethlehem one time. We had a whole large Holy Land tour over there, and we took them to visit this church. And in the middle of the service, there was somebody spoke in tongues, and a lady stood up and interpreted it. And she interpreted it. She spoke perfect English. And um, we had a pastor on the tour who was getting ready to change churches, but he hadn't found a church yet. He had left one church because he felt it was God's will. And a lady stood up and told him that the church that had contacted him just before he left was from God, and he was supposed to take that church. Well, that's a pretty clear word from the Lord. And um, after the service, this pastor walked over to thank her for being obedient, and she didn't know what he was talking about because she didn't speak English. Wow. Wow. She thought she was speaking in tongues, and she was speaking perfect English to one man in the crowd. Well, I, you know, I've heard many testimonies of that. I had a, a daughter, missionary in Japan, did not understand Japanese when she first went there. She was in a Japanese church worshiping Jesus. The church gathered around her. She was worshiping Jesus with her eyes closed, and uh, uh, she opened her eyes, and, and the whole church was around her. Uh, and uh, she she asked them, what are you doing? And they said, we're just listening to you. Why? Because you're worshiping Jesus in perfect Japanese, and who taught you? Well, she never knew Japanese at that time at all, but she no. was she was worshiping Jesus in perfect Japanese. Nathan, when we see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in very real ways, you know you're with a group of people that love God. Well, that's for sure. I know my father, born in uh, at that time Peking, China, now Beijing, and. Um, Assembly of God missionaries. Uh, Mandarin was his first language. Uh, he told me, and he, he pastored uh, after he got out of the concentration camp, eight churches in America. But he told me several times around the altar, he heard uh, people uh speaking to God in perfect Mandarin. These are Americans that had no clue what they were saying. But again, it just shows you, Nathan, how real God is. That's right. We live in, in perilous times. We look at what's going on in our own country. We look at, um, you know, what's going on with our government. We look at what's happening in our country that's causing so many churches to get farther and farther away from the word. That we just have to pray we have to find the right church to be in, a church that preaches the full word of God, a church that has the gifts of the Holy Spirit manifestations in the services. So, you know, this place is real. Well, you are so correct. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching, listening, the warning program special guest today has been Nathan Gubb, Pastor Nathan Gubb. And say where you're pastoring again, Nathan, where you're at. It's Praise Chapel in Bullhead City, Arizona. 
Praise Chapel, Bullhead City, Arizona. Wow. I hope- there, are, there are over a thousand Praise Chapels across the United States. It's a relatively new denomination, less than 30 years. And, ladies and, and uh, very worth checking out. Because they're all like this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Jonathan Hansen again, president of World Ministries International. That's World Ministries International. Check me out. My website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. We need another great awakening. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Uh, That's so again, the power of God once again comes back on the church. We want to get into the NFL stadiums. We've got to move with the power of Jesus Christ. Once again, worldministries.org. Phone number 360-629-5248. Give us your very best offering to continue so we can sound the alarm on radio and television and national television. Now listen and watch The Science of Judgment. Get that book. You'll know what's going on right now. God bless you. Reverend Dr. Jonathan Hansen has written a book titled The Science of Judgment. God is predictable. There is a scientific pattern for the rise and fall of nations throughout history. We need to understand the laws or the rules of design regarding prophecy and judgment. When it comes to the laws of judgment and prophecy, denominational or personal belief systems have nothing to do with the reality or the certainty of the rule of judgment. Dr. Hansen's objective is to warn leaders of nations of the second coming of Jesus Christ and the plagues or judgments that are coming upon these peoples and nations that reject Jesus Christ as Savior according to the Scriptures. Dr. Ronald E. Cottle, founder and president of Christian Life School of Theology, states that this book is a must-read for Christians and other leaders in the United States and in other nations. It is clear, powerful, and well-reasoned. We all owe a debt of gratitude to Dr. Jonathan Hansen for the years that have gone into the research and writing of The Science of Judgment. This book has more than 300 pages, divided up in five sections. Part 1, The Science of Judgment, has chapters titled such as The Laws Regarding Prophecy and Judgment, Patterns of Apostasy, Purpose of Chastisement, Standards for Justice and Mercy, God Forgives When People Repent, God Holds Nations Responsible for What Leaders Do, Parental Responsibility, The Feasts of the Lord, Solomon's Transgressions and Their Consequences, Righteous Kings versus Evil Kings, Example of King Jehoshaphat, Ungodly Alliances, God is Predictable, God Holds People Accountable, Man Can Turn into an Intelligent Beast to Do Evil. Section 2, The Deception of the Theory of Evolution, has chapters titled as Problems with the Theory of Evolution, Evolution and Racism. Darwin's Hatred of Christianity and Its Fruit. Section 3, Why Must There Be Judgment, has titles such as The Fall of America and Her Destruction, Cult Christianity, Radical Liberal Politics. Section 4, Kings, Dictators, and Presidents, with the following chapters listed as People Choose Their Nation's Leaders, Qualifications for Godly Leadership, Romans 13, Delegated Authority, Satan is in Charge of This World, Not Jesus, If laws violate conscience, we must disobey. Finally, part five, so what must we do? These chapters are listed as, we are in a cultural war, our responsibility to a hostile government, the Christian's science of judgment. With turmoil ever increasing throughout the nations, as Bible prophecy is coming to life right before our very eyes, one must read the science of judgment to have a clear understanding of these events and the reasons why. Call 360-629-5248 360-629-5248 
360-629-5248. That is 360-629-5248. And request your copy of The Science of Judgment for a donation of $35 or more, plus shipping and handling. Thank you, and shalom. Shalom.